Hello, I am Dr. Brandy Bowling, your triple board certified pediatrician, adult psychiatrist, and child and adolescent psychiatrist. I am also an ADHD expert, a mommy friend, a school liaison, author of the best-selling book, Shine, Understanding ADHD So Your Child Can Be a Star, and host of the Facebook live stream, Focus on It Friday. You can find me at Dr. Brandy B, that's D-R-B-R-A-N-D-I-B, on all social media platforms. Or you can call my office, which is 205-948-7129. It is my goal that all children and adults will be successful and that they will shine in the classroom and in life. In Mayor Woodfin's first administration, she served as the public information officer. In his second term, she is serving as senior project manager and is kicking the table like crazy. Like <laughs> Thank you for that shout out and vote of confidence. No, I was saying you were really kicking the table. <laughs> oh! <laughs> But you are knocking it out the park now. <laughs> Shonda Temple is an award-winning journalist turned award-winning public relations pro and author. In Mayor Woodfin's first administration, she served as the public information officer. In his second term, she is serving as senior project manager and is kicking the table like crazy. Like <laughs> Thank you for that shout out and vote of confidence. No, I was saying you were really kicking the table. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> but you are knocking it out the park now. <laughs> Shonda likes to do things that are smart, that inspire, and that yield results. When ideas come to her, watch out because they are usually doozies. She handles numerous public engagement projects out of the mayor's office, including the city's 150th celebration in 2021, Food Truck Friday during the summer months, and strong her. This year marks the fifth year she has led the city's Strong Her campaign, an initiative she birthed after Mayor Woodfin saw a need to recognize unsung sheroes in Birmingham during Women's History Month in March. Since the campaign started in 2019, the city has recognized more than 160 women. Strong Her is featured on the city's social media pages and website, www.birminghamal.gov forward slash strongher. It is the largest annual series on the city's social media channels. Shonda is also the co-author of two award-winning cookbooks that highlight dishes from Birmingham restaurants. They are Birmingham's Best Bites, published in 2014 and reprinted in 2015, and Magic City Cravings, published in 2017. 
Shonda is a graduate of the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. And she is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Incorporated. Shonda, tell me a joke. So, this is really hard, Pi. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with this and just go for it. What's the best kind of music to listen to when fishing? I don't know what. Something catchy. Boom boom. <laughs> I kind of like that one. <laughs> All right. A journalist asks a Russian soldier, how is life in Russia? I can't complain, said the Russian soldier. Got it. Get you really it. can't. <laughs> exactly. You know what'll happen if it does. <laughs> so um, tell me what is going on straight out the bat. No, before I do that, I want to fill in some gaps. I want to fill in the gaps of your bio. I want to know what part of town you grew up in, what home life was like. Got to say your church you grew up in. And, you know, just tell us, tell me everything pre-Bama. So I don't know if you know this. I'm a native of Huntsville, Alabama. I grew up in Huntsville. Okay. But I've been in Birmingham since 96. Okay. So first, let me backtrack. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. My dad was a professor, math professor at Alabama A&M. My mom also worked at A&M. But my mom died when I was nine years old and my sister was seven. So my dad raised us by himself. He didn't want influence from anybody. He wanted to raise his daughters like he and my mom had planned. He did not remarry until I graduated from college. And so he is still married to this day to my stepmother. They have a wonderful relationship. I love her just like a mom. And they're just great parents. One thing I have to applaud my dad for is, you know, so many times parents, when they see their child wanting to pursue something in college, they may not think it's a great idea. Unbeknownst to me, I had no idea that my dad wasn't the biggest fan of journalism. He was thinking, how am I going to make a living? I knew when I was in high school, 10th, 11th grade, that I wanted to be a journalist. I was hooked. Really? Yeah, yeah, at that point. And I have to credit my English teachers for recognizing my skill in writing and then going to a summer camp at Alabama. And then after that, I was hooked. And he allowed me to pursue my passion. It wasn't until years later into my career that he shared that with me. And I just have to encourage parents that if you see something burning within your child at an early age, Please encourage them to follow their dreams because you never know what will develop later. I couldn't agree more. Now, tell me about your sister. So my sister is two years younger than I am. She also teaches math. She teaches math in a community college in North Alabama. So she followed my dad. I am not a mathematician at all. The best thing I can do is balance a checkbook. But (laughs) she is an amazing mathematician. However, she did tell me one of the things that she remembers from our childhood is me teaching her about algebra. How that happened, I don't know. Okay. But anyway, that's one of our stories, and we're sticking to it. Okay. So, yeah. Now, um, in high school, what was that matriculation like? What 
were you in the band? I was. We, you know, what did yeah. you do in high school? So in middle school, I started playing in the band. Can what you instrument? guess what? Can you guess? I'm going to guess. Since you said that, because, you know, I'm like a chauvinist. I was going to say flute. But then she said, since you so guess, I'm like, all right, so I won't choose the typical saxophone. No, at first I wanted to play trumpet. trumpet. I wanted, I, but I said I wanted to play, but this is where the dad steps in. Uh -huh. You know how for those listeners who are, grew up in band, you have band nights, so you go and you try out all the instruments. Right. I fell in love with the trumpet. I felt like I could play it. My dad said, "Are you sure about that? There are boys who play trumpet. Are you sure?" And I said, <laughs> "Yeah." He right. said, "You might want to look at something else." So because I moved, you're not thinking like that. Yeah, at I'm not that thinking age. like that. Yeah. So I love the trumpet, but I ended up playing clarinet. I was gonna say clarinet, <laughs> clarinet. but then I wanted to go. Yeah. I wanted to go a little more. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I played. Guess what? I played drums. Clarinet. Uh, oh, you played the clarinet? Yeah. I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> I played the clarinet in grade school up to maybe sixth or seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to love playing the clarinet. So I played in band <laughs> from middle school through high school. It was 10th grade. I got on to flat core. So mm -hmm. I was on flat core 10th and 11th. And then my senior year dance team. Now, was it the university's journalism school that attracted you there? Yes. Or did you just want to go to BAM? How did that happen? So I wanted to go to an HBCU, but I started looking at the journalism programs and this is where Alabama stepped in. Alabama was focused on putting more African-Americans in newsrooms because at that time in my in back in the day, there weren't many African-Americans in newsrooms. So they had this great recruiting program where they targeted African-Americans in high school. So I went 10th grade. No, no, that would have been ninth grade. I went to a program at Alabama. And then after that, I just stayed in touch with the recruiter down there. And then yeah. I knew that I wanted to go to Alabama. And what did you think about your Bama years? Tell me. I love them. Yeah. They were some of the best. Uh, I met some friends I'm still friends with today. That's where I pledged Delta Sigma Theta. We're still tight. Uh, we're coming up on our anniversary for crossing. So it's been great. And that's where I met you. Yeah. <laughs> it's um I say a lot of times um if a if a kid knows college isn't for them mm -hmm. don't do it. Mm -hmm. But if you're not sure why not? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean because that a our our classes, you know, I think you were a year behind me or so. But no, we were down there at the same time. You were 88 grad? Yeah. Okay, I thought you graduated in 89 for some reason. Blur. But <laughs> but um, we all to this day through the, you know, gift of Facebook and social media or whatever, mm -hmm. but still we stay in touch. We know how to put hands on each other and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'm a fan of college. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fan of 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 that time of a young person's life yeah. and um and exploring everything that it has to be but if you had not gone into journalism 
what's the path? And I have no idea. No clue. I don't know because, like I said, I knew in 10th grade, 11th grade, <laughs> yeah. I was going to be a writer. Yeah. So I was born to do this. I love it. I love it. Now, after Bama, then what? So after Bama, I was a journalist at the Huntsville Times. Huntsville Times. Went worked back. there a cu- couple of years. And uh-huh. then Birmingham News recruited me because okay. I had interned. So I will say this, too, for parents listening and for young people listening, even those in college, that if you can get an internship, do one. I've been working at newspapers since I was 16. I first started out as a gopher getting coffee and lunches. Yeah. And then they were impressed. And, and then I was elevated to writing obits. Then the next summer, that's 17, when I was 17, I went back to I write obits. But then I started <laughs> writing stories. I was starting calling a killer. <laughs> so, yeah, every summer from 16 until I graduated, I was working at a newspaper. Yeah. Do you miss it? Well, the fortunate thing is in working with the city of Birmingham, even though I serve as a senior project manager and I, her- I handle different projects, I, I am still allowed to write. So I do write stories. But I stories. mean, like, uh, you I, still write? Right. Okay. I still write stories for the city's website. But I'm saying, like, do you miss the grind of the newsroom, the being the, the, the journalist, the out on the beat, you know? I can say that once you're a journalist, you're always a journalist. The great thing, phases. yeah, yeah, yeah there are phases. The great thing is, is that within our office, we have some people who worked in newsrooms. We have Ed Bowser, who worked in a newsroom, Marie Sutton worked in the newsroom. Rick Journey worked in the newsroom. Mm. So when we get together, it's just like the newsroom. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I um, am, of course, very new to this newsy world and all of that kind of stuff. Give me some advice. I would say, when in doubt, check it out. Uh. Never go with what someone says, you always need to verify it. Mm-hmm. When someone says, I was the first to do this, never say that because they could be wrong. Uh-huh. So, or you might want to Google it. I, I try to avoid whenever someone says they were the first, unless I know for sure. And there are 10 sources on Google saying they were the first. I don't put that in a story because you just never know. There might be someone just out there in the cut who said, wait a minute, I was the first. It's crazy you said that because someone told me they were the first and I immediately knew that they weren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, you out here telling people you the first person that did that? Mm-hmm. Wow. So those are two things you learn in journalism. Yeah. And don't make up quotes. Don't make up quotes. Mm-mm, for a story. So you might be writing a story and you're saying, well, I really wish I could have interviewed X, but I can't interview X. But let me just throw in X and say he yeah. said or she said, don't do that. Yeah, I don't. That Those are some good pieces of advice. Mm-hmm. But like, OK, number one, nobody's going to tell me no when I say I want to interview him. <laughs> like, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get that quote. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or nothing. And, um, yeah, like taking people's word for it, I'm just naturally skeptical. And I'm asking these 
you have to admit that. <laughs> and so uh, I'm asking these questions because, of course, the the project with our 360 News, but I also just I want to know the the jargon, mm-hmm. the, the the nuances, the you know the good, the bad, the ugly, and so it's just it's all a learning thing for me right now and so well I think you're doing a great job the the main thing is be yourself so when you're interviewing someone just be yourself they don't know what you don't know Mm. so your goal is to get the story and if you feel you have to also think like a reader so while you're telling a story and interviewing someone ask something that you think your readers will want to know it may not be what you want to know but you have to think I always tell myself and remember this from journalism teachers is when you're telling a story, you want someone, this is back when we had papers, newspapers, and everybody read newspapers, you want someone to be sitting on their front porch, nudging the person next to them and say, look at this. Yeah. that's, And I was trying to find my words, but that's one of them. Like, I miss newspapers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I miss that... Um, I miss the feel. I miss the touch. I miss the experience, the big big old pages and all that kind of stuff. What do you miss about what's behind you? So, so you know, you're happy on your matriculation, mm-hmm. but what is there anything that you do miss? Well, there's one thing. We're fortunate enough to have still Birmingham Times. They publish once a week. And so my dad, he was an avid reader of the Huntsville Times. And when that went away, what, a couple of weeks ago, I started taking the Birmingham Times home to him. Now, even though he's in Huntsville, he still gets the feel. He orders the newspaper from his hometown. He's been doing that for years. They still publish. There's still an African-American news publication in Huntsville speaking out news. He still gets that. So you still have a population. It's an, it's amazing you brought that, that up because it reminded me, like, I have family that my parents mailed. Mm-hmm. you know the news too and and they have subscriptions so yeah but you know I personally happen to get all of my Birmingham Times news online right. because I, and share it as a matter mm-hmm. of fact Barnett you owe me dinner and so um yeah I I forget because everybody doesn't carry the times too mm-hmm. you know you you may miss it but I just I don't know this I'm I'm trying to take advantage of this new media and opportunities and all that kind of stuff but I still have little nostalgic feels and I want to be genuine and all that kind of stuff so I really appreciate that. Sure. Um now I can't let you get out of here without telling us what's going on in the mayor's office. What y'all got coming up? Well, you know, if anybody is on social media <laughs> to find out what's going on in the mayor's office. To, you, this is easy. You can follow the city of Birmingham on social media, especially on Facebook, and you can follow Mayor Randall Woodfin, yeah. Woodfin for Beham on Facebook. He is posting every day and, and his Twitter. Yeah, and his and Twitter his and his Instagram. Right, and he's on LinkedIn. The city of Birmingham's on LinkedIn. So whatever's coming down the pipe, he's going to have it. Trust yep. me. He he really is. Mm-hmm. But you do have a couple of things coming up. Stallions. Oh, yeah. Birmingham Stallions. The, the thing this Saturday. Mm-hmm. 
So Birmingham Stallions, you know, they won the USFL championship in 2022. So their season opener is this Saturday, April 15th at Protective Stadium, 6.30 p.m. They are going to play the New Jersey Generals. We're really excited about that. Another thing is Jackie Robinson. Several years ago, they filmed the movie 42 here in Birmingham. So we still have this amazing love for Jackie to Jackie Robinson and his number 42. So the the Negro Southern League Museum is going to have Jackie Robinson Day. You have 42 on your wrist. He does. All right, he has right. tattoos. Uh, they're going to have Jackie Robinson Day on April 15th from 11 to 2.30, I think. Okay. And it's free. Um. Anything else coming up? So once we start talking about food, I want to encourage people to check out my Instagram page as well as check out different food events happening in and around Birmingham. First, let's tell them your Instagram. Okay, it's my name. It's Shonda, C-H-A-N-D-A, Temple, T-E-M-P-L-E. That's where you will find me on all social media channels. If you could, you have always made wonderful decisions, but if you could go back to a younger version of yourself, pick an age and give her some advice. So it would be when I was in high school, maybe 10th or 11th grade. You know how when you have these opportunities to choose electives? And you may not choose an elective because you said, I don't need that. We had the opportunity to take shorthand. I was like, I'll never need shorthand. To this day, I regret not taking that class because I covered courts in Jefferson County for seven years. That would have been so helpful. Oh, my goodness. I covered the bombing of 16th Street, both the last two living uh, suspects. There were so many cases. I just wish I had taken advantage of that. But I didn't because I didn't think I needed it. That I'm glad you mentioned that. Tell me your favorite story or, or you know, the, the one like the bombings. Like, tell me a story that jumps oh, into gosh. your mind. There are just so many. <clears throat> I'll never forget covering the bombings. That was probably the most stressful time of my life because we had. Um, we had the world watching Birmingham at yeah. that point. It was in 2001, 2002, and 2003. The indictments came down in 2001. The first conviction was in 2002. The second conviction was in 2003. They tried the men separately. Right, uh, first, Bobby Frank Cherry mm-hmm. and then Tommy Blanton. I don't know if you know this, but after Bobby Frank Cherry was convicted, he sent me a letter from jail saying that he was innocent. So, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. What an odd little piece of trivia yep. <laughs> with you. Just threw that out there. But apparently he sent, uh, one of my coworkers, he sent them a letter too. But it was just interesting. He had my name, probably from my byline, but he yeah. sent it to us. So covering the trials we got to know everybody. I'm even mentioning Doug Jones' book. He wrote a book about handling the cases. I mentioned in it with my coworker, former coworker, Val Walton. We didn't sleep at all during the time of the indictments, covering the trials. It was stressful. Yeah. So, but going through that, 
you just know how to handle stress. I knew if I could handle that, I could handle anything. Hi, I'm Tanita Kane from the Kane Law Firm. For 23 years, we have been the name you know, and definitely the name you can trust for your legal needs, whether it be criminal defense, personal injury, or family law. We can take care of your needs. Call 205-202-4077 or visit our website at www.canelawbham.com. That's www.canelawbham.com. What is your favorite charity? You know what? There are so many out there. So when there is a cause, I just contribute. And I'll tell you the one of the last ones I donated to. Okay. So I was listening to a radio show and the host had someone from DHR on there. And she said they're children in foster care and they don't have birthdays or they find it hard to celebrate a birthday. So they have people who give children in foster care birthday parties. So I reached out to DHR and said, if you can find a child in my birthday month, I would like to, if I can't throw them a party, I would like to donate money to that foster parent to get them gifts for their birthday, which is what I did. That's really sweet. Well, if you don't answer one of these questions, you have to make a donation. But they're easy. And I'm not even going to throw this or that questions at you so you don't have to get in trouble. What's okay. your zodiac sign? Aquarius. Now, what does that mean? What is an Aquarius? Oh, what does that mean? So, Aquarius, people under the Aquarius sign, they are independent, smart, okay. analytical. They like to help out. They like to advise. They like to support. Is that all accurate? Yeah, it is accurate. Okay. What's your favorite color? Mm. It depends on the season, and it depends on how I'm feeling. People at work. What's your favorite color today? Well, <laughs> in Delta, this season I'm, and how you're feeling. Well, so now what? that we're getting into the spring and warmer season, I like to wear colors. Okay. But in the fall, I wear black all the time. Okay, okay. What is your favorite artist or genre of music? I would say R&B. And I was thinking about that as I came over. It's a mix. It just depends. Okay. But I am a fan. I, I like a lot of R&B, but I do like Maroon 5 as well. Okay. Your favorite holiday. And why? I'd say the 4th of July. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It has, like, maybe 10 years ago. No, when the boy, I guess when my boys were um, in their 10s and 11s and stuff, that's when the 4th of July got really big to me. And I've just always loved 4th of July since then. That's cool. But um, And then another thing, all of my family's birthdays are in fall, and winter months. We have nothing to celebrate in the summer, no birthdays or anything, so we always make a big deal out of the 4th of July. Um, 
your favorite book? Mm. So it is by Elaine Welteroth. She used to be on the talk, and she used to be the second African-American of Teen Vogue editor, the second African-American female editor of Teen Vogue. Okay. So she wrote this book in 2019 called More Than Enough, Calming the Space for Who You Are No Matter What They Say. It is chock full of good information. It takes you from her childhood to her adulthood. Yeah. And if anyone is just wondering if they can, if they're good enough, if they can go out there and accomplish anything, they definitely should read her. I love it. Your favorite pair of Jordans. So I don't wear Jordans. <laughs> it's okay. I don't, I'm, I don't wear Jordans either, but I threw the question in because people that do, they know the, the number they like and this, that, and the other. So... We won't hold that one against you. Okay. Your favorite cartoon? Oh. Mm. So, I guess I'll do two. Okay. So, my dad, growing up, my dad exposed us to Tom and Jerry. Okay. And I just remember watching that coming home from school or just on, just different times and I, I just love that connection to him with Tom and Jerry and then of course you can't go wrong with Fat Albert you know on a Saturday morning <laughs> just like Fat Albert but yeah so we go you gonna give her the bad news or me well it's actually good news what? you didn't you didn't choose so you get to make a donation oh. <laughs> <laughs> birthdays on us come in <laughs> you can't do ties on here Ties? Yeah. Like it's a tie between Tom and Jerry and Fat Albert. Uh, you didn't say no, that. I try to get so, the donations. Well, okay. So we're going to get the donations. Okay. It's a birthday coming. Um, Your favorite favorite NBA team? I don't really watch basketball. Won't hold that against you. You want to go back and choose that cartoon? Choose between the two? Oh, what is that? Can I do a pass, like in Family Feud, and we come back? <laughs> no, I'm saying going back to the cartoon. Oh. I'm saying, do you want to choose one? Yeah. But we're, okay, I'll say this. For cartoons, I'm going with childhood cartoons. I'm not okay. going with current day, because I can't think of the other name that everybody likes, this other yeah, I cartoon. I wouldn't even know that. Yes, you do. It's the one with where Regina King voices. Boondocks. Boondocks. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. Boondocks, yeah. Okay, okay. Mine is really silly, but you do you remember Schoolhouse Rock, I'm Just oh, yeah. a Bill? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite cartoon. Okay. Like, I watch it still. Um, your favorite NFL team? No. So I will say this, and this is only because I remember how popular they were growing up. The Dallas Cowboys, even though I can't tell you who's on it, I just I like the Great I like choice. the dedication that the fans have. Yes, yes, the yes. commitment to the this commitment team. Commitment to this, it's beautiful. Yes. It is beautiful. So I got to give it up to the Dallas Cowboys and their fans. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, iPhone or Android? Of course, iPhone. <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be? To go back in time, to go back to the 80s. 
I love the, the 80s. 80s were off the chain. Mm-hmm. Yep. They really were. And not only that, but are you not feeling like old? <laughs> I think about that. You know when, what I mean? When yeah. I look at what's going on and did it. Go ahead. But you can't get stuck in that. You can't feel, though, because you're only as old as you feel. So I will say this. When I do look at some of my friends and they say their child is 21, 22, 25, I do feel old. But I am glad that we are where we are because a lot of people didn't make it this Praise far. Praise God. You know? Amen. Hallelujah. And when I say that, I'm saying as far as... I feel my values are old. Like when when you said the 80s, like I wasn't really thinking about attire or anything. I was talking about the values we had, mm-hmm. how we used to get down, like, you know, how we interacted. I think that, you know, the 80s were a good time for us. They were great. Yeah. They were, you know, you... You watched. You came home on a Friday night, and you watched Dallas. You could. You you just knew <laughs> who shot Jr. Who shot Jr. <laughs> you were in elementary school when that came out, right. right? Everybody was talking about it. So yeah, things like that. And when uh, I can remember when Salt and Pepper came out, and how, and then you would go to your high school dance. Everybody was doing. It was amazing. Hip hop. Think yeah. about it. Rap yeah. came out while we were right. teens. Right. So it was just <laughs> off the chain. I I love it. Now, um, I'm going to ask you one question. This is not, this. I won't hold this against you. Well, this really isn't bad. Yeah. What What is your favorite or one of your favorite, favorite foods to cook yourself? So I would say roast. Okay. Put it in the crock pot. Yeah. So you have your roast, carrots, and potatoes. I actually do that. Okay. So, you know, that's pretty easy to do. But what we're all here to talk about here and see is your favorite restaurants and your favorite dishes and the the great um, chefs in town and whatnot, like, Take us into your books a little bit. Mm-hmm. First of all, how'd you get hooked on food? And then take us into your books. So I got hooked on food probably in 2014. That's when I was handling public relations for the Birmingham Public Library. And at that time, they had this event called Eat, Drink, Read, Write. And one of the organizers came to me and said, will you help us promote it? So I thought back to my days of when I was a reporter and I knew this. I met this woman named Marty Duncan. She was on Food Network. She's from Birmingham, had competed on Food Network. I covered her. And so I reached out to Marty and I said, hey, will you be our guest host for our finale? She said, I'll do one better. I want to host and bring in different chefs for the event and I want to write a cookbook I said Marty this was in August no this was in January February I said Marty the event is in August she said that's okay we can do it so we put together a cookbook the first one was Birmingham's Best Bites in a matter of months wow it was a sellout and then a company a local company saw it and said I want to reprint this and so we had a hardback and it got in stores. We had it in uh, Books a Million. 
Amazon. And it wow. that was the reprinting in 2015. So then two years later, that same company came to us and said, we want to do another cookbook. So Marty came to me and said, are you ready? <laughs> and again, we only had a number of months yeah. to put this together. And again, it was a sellout. Both of the books won awards. They were both hardback and they're sold out now. So after that, Marty started doing more cookbooks. I think she did two more after that. Oh, wow. But I, I learned a lot. And that's where I discovered my love of food and my love of taking pictures. So if people check out my Instagram page, Shonda Temple, no R in Shonda, you will see all of these pictures I've been taking whenever I go to restaurants. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, her pictures and her restaurant review, I won't say it's a review. Mm -hmm. It's a few notes, your blurbs. I actually use those because I don't, you know, I, I go to your chef over and over and over again. I go to, you know, the same places over and over and over again. And so if I just want to do something different, I go to your page. And so that inspired me to ask Miss Shonda, could I reproduce all of her um, pictures and things so you can look forward to seeing some of them um, on the R360 News page? And tell us a couple. So it all depends on what people like. Yeah. So if I love chocolate, I've tried a lot of chocolate cakes in Birmingham, but there is one that is truly amazing and it's from Tasty Town. Tasty Town is a new Greek restaurant. And see, that's another thing. Yeah. You bring out <laughs> stuff I've never heard of right here in Birmingham. Go ahead. So Tasty Town is a new restaurant. It opened last year in 2022. Is next to Railroad Park. They're known for their Greek food, but they have this amazing homemade chocolate cake. People sometimes just go to the restaurant for the cake. But, I kid you not. But that's that's another fun thing about it. Okay, I would not have thought to go look in Tasty Town for chocolate cake and like. You'll you'll say the chili is good at this chicken place. Like, do people tell you what's hot on their menu or you just. It happens by accident. Actually, how I discovered the Tasty Town cake is I went with a friend. We were ordering and then she ordered. She said, I think I'll have dessert. And of course, I was watching when I was eating that day and I said, well, I guess I'll have it, too. I ate and I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. And so. Then I had a speaking engagement. I was going to talk about the cake. So I went back to the restaurant just to get the cake for show and tell. As I was waiting to get the cake, there was a lady there. She just ordered the cake. And I turned to her and I said, did you just come for the cake? And she said, yeah, it's my third time this week. I said, wow, it's that good. I kid you not. Guess where I'm going after the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> right there on the corner mm -hmm. where you... Okay, mm -hmm. cool. It's about $7, but it's a big piece of cake. You can split it with a friend. Yeah. And they say they sell several slices. I mean, it's popular. Now, I got to put you on the spot. You told me not to, but I got to because there's this, there's this Facebook argument about it. Mm-hmm. 
Who has the best wings in Birmingham? I can't. <laughs> You're not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> because I think it depends on what you like. Yeah. Do you like hot sauce on your wings? Do, uh, well, we can talk about this argument, drums or flats. Okay. okay. That's a good one. Uh, I, hold on. What? What's yours? Drums. Okay. I got to go with Eric. He drums. And why? Because there's more meat there. Yeah. I don't know who. The folks who like flats, I don't know what the problem is with I don't I don't get it. I don't either. And it's and the drums are so much more convenient. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you get on in there, get on out of it, <laughs> and you're done. But all this breaking it and dipping it, uh uh, that's just too much going on. Um tell me your favorite burger. Can we get a burger out of you? Mm -mm. No. there's so many. Come on. All right. You I gave us you. a cake. Give us one more something. Give us one more something. Best of. And see, y'all, we, we talked about this. She doesn't want to hurt anybody's mm -hmm. feelings and put anybody on top of anybody. So I understand. But I just had to. Partly because... You know, I just love the fact that she was nervous and I'm giving her a hard time. <laughs> there are several restaurants in town that have amazing burgers. I'll say in town and in Jefferson County. When you order a burger, I will say this. When I order a burger, I look at the ingredients. If it has stuff like bacon jam on it or Gouda cheese, just different things that you won't find anywhere else. I eat pimento cheese. I have a feeling that's going to be a good burger. Also, pimento cheese on sweet tea chicken. And then think of the roll. The roll helps make the burger. If it's like a, a Hawaiian roll, a sweet roll, that also helps. See what I'm talking about? And we're going to have all of these little suggestions out there for you because I'm just um, – you. not only am I just so proud of you, but – I do just I love the pictures. Like the pictures are really you you have an eye for it. Well, and it you. and and so the food jumps off the page. So I'm just really looking forward to sharing that. Well, thank you. And I have to say that it's just this little simple my I don't even have the latest iPhone. I need to upgrade, but I will say this for people when they are taking pictures of food, if you want to elevate your game, just don't take a picture of the food as it comes to you. You got to play around with it. Sometimes with the burger, one of the burgers I took, I had to pull the lettuce to the edge or pull the bacon to the edge and the tomato to the edge just to make it pop. Mm. So and then I always travel with a light in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> I put the light on my phone and I take a picture. I want to thank my dear friend Shonda Temple for joining us. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, i360 News, and UrbanHam.com. Stay on the lookout for what do you call it? What are you what are you gonna call it? What's your little I don't name? have a name for it. I don't. But can I say something else? Of course. Okay. So anybody listening, I do have food, but coming this summer. I'm going to launch a new blog. I haven't told you about that. Oh, wonderful. So I'll announce the name of the blog on my Facebook page. But for now, 
if you have a story of overcoming an obstacle, those are the type of stories I'm looking for. And you can email me at shondatemple at gmail.com. These are going to be amazing stories. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.